Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight for James A. Forrest's testimonial, I am joined in the studio by James McKenzie and from Hungary by Kevin McCluskey. James, welcome back to the studio, mate. How does it feel? Uh, it's the last time I was here. I was in the, the hosting chair, but I've been demoted. You've been, bo- if, you've if been booted out. <laughs> you've been booted <laughs> out. Um, um, and booted me out of the studio. But, I know, back. I know. Glory Hunter, that's what it is. Um, Kevin, you are dialing in all the way from Hungary. Obviously, you've been working um, your socks off to get a James Forrest blog out this evening as well. A celebration of his first and recent, most recent appearances for Celtic. How many has he made now? 460? 467, I think it is. 67, right. Mm -hmm. So he's a type of player that is going to enter the 500 club, you would guess, this season. You know, he's going to play 33 games competitively for Celtic this season and become just the 13th player ever in competitive football to have played 500 or more games for Celtic, which is quite incredible. I was with Roy Aiken on uh, Friday night. He's sitting number three in that table. James DeForest will enter the table at number 13. We're going to have a look through the team, um, but I'm going to ask you first, James, you know, you're a wee bit younger than Kevin and I. James Forrest has kind of been omnipresent throughout your Celtic support life, hasn't he? Yeah, when we've been talking in the past about guys like Scott Brown, Cal McGregor, these are people that have been a staple of my generation's sort of Celtic support in life. A lot of the sort of highlights, the greatest games, these guys have been some of the main characters and they've been absolutely phenomenal. One of my favourite Celtic memories was the 
come back against Shakhtar Karagandi. We came back and said it was James Forrest's late goal that won it all. So it's good that he's getting his testimony on. It's good that it's going to be in front of a hopefully a big crowd as well. We'll need to see when the game actually comes on how many people are in attendance. I know a couple of people from Axom are there, but I hope we can get quite a lot of people out to celebrate James Forrest. Well, the thing is, Kevin McCluskey, you and I had planned to be on tonight's uh, match day footage. Um, but unfortunately, for James anyway, um, he has been drafted in because he didn't quite make the Bonnierig game against Kilmarnock B. So I know you would much rather be here, even though that wasn't the plan, James. Yeah, I've found myself in the in the Axon studio when I should probably be in, in Ayrshire right now. But uh, <laughs> again, like I said, I get to celebrate James Forrest. Yeah, you know, uh, on a Monday morning, what I do is to start the week off, Kevin, I now take a wander around paradise and I was obviously there yesterday morning in the rain. And it's interesting when you're looking at the, the, the big stadium and you think to yourself, like, the only people in there are in the bills of the offices and all this kind of stuff. And right now, you know, that that 50,000 people without fans, football is nothing, right? And th- this is the, the famous quote from, uh, oh, it was Sir Matt Busby that said that, eh, according to the Man U fans. No, we know who said it. It was Jock Steen. But you look at that, just a big empty uh, theatre, and then you add the support in there, and it just makes it a special occasion. Um, it's brilliant that there's an estimated 50,000 plus at Celtic Park tonight, isn't it? It is, and I really hope there is that 50,000 there, because I think James is one of the guys that absolutely deserves it, you know? Um, but when you're saying about football stadium, there's, there's just something about them, like there's there's a mystique about them or whatever. Um, to go to a stadium like that, like Celtic Park or any stadium, though, when it's empty and it's not on a match day, you actually really feel something, like something almost mystical or whatever. You know, you're walking down and your mind just goes to scenes of folks celebrating last minute winners and what have you, and like uh, James has already mentioned. The other James got a pretty famous one against Karagandi that everyone remembers. And, you know, football stadiums have got these things, they just evoke emotions and memories. And oh, it's, it's brilliant. And like you say, just, just to be there when, it's, when there's no one else there actually makes it a bit special because you can get lost in your own thoughts and what have you. So, aye, great. But for James A. tonight, if he does get his 50,000, as I say, I think he totally deserves it because he's been one of those guys. It's just he's stuck through the club. You say through thick and thin, thick and thin for him rather than through the for the club itself, because we've had a really successful last twenty years, and he's obviously been a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But he's come through his own kind of personal issues and injury problems. Possibly at times when we wanted to move away to see if he could test himself at a bigger level, never let it get to him when it didn't happen. Really, um, and been a great servant to the club for the last 14, 15 seasons. So yeah, it's fantastic. We've got this this occasion to go and, and celebrate them because you don't get that so much these days when guys only stay maybe two or three seasons at a club. For him to have been there for 15 years, it's it's almost unique in the, in the modern game. Yeah, and there's there's James drinking out a Tommy Burns mug. He's another player who's in that top 12 at the moment of players to have played 500 or more games. Chancellor, welcome to the show. You're commenting on YouTube. Anyone else who wants to make a comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel and you'll be able to do so. Congratulations to James A. And hail, hail to all. It's great to see new and um, familiar faces in the comment section. I'm going to say to you, though, James, I think that there's a different hue to this game. And what I mean by that is I've been to testimonial games, I've seen testimonial games. It becomes a celebration. Sometimes there's guests play uh, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can go back. I remember Celtic 
playing in a testimonial where Christian Daly played for Celtic and Jason McAteer played for Celtic. Um, and in, in previous times, Kenny Dalgleish turned out for Celtic uh, for the Davy Proven testimonial. And you get all that um, kind of thing. It's a celebration and it's a bit relaxed. Tonight really isn't like that. And that's due to the fact that we've had a managerial change. And I've, I've been saying um, all pre-season that the Wolves game and tonight's game are the ones where, you know, Brennan Rodgers will want to fine-tune what's going to be his start at 11 for Saturday against Ross County. Yeah, and you can see that when you look at the defence, for example. His new signing, his centre-back is starting ahead of the first game of the season. And... A lot of people have really back Starfield. I think he should be the man to start, but there seems like that, that could be Brendan Rodgers' starting centre back pairing for the season coming. As you mentioned, when you get a different manager, pre season takes a completely different feel. The games go from getting up to speed and warming up to being a real glimpse for fans and pundits alike to sort of see how the team's going to line up for the new season. And as much as you don't want to get dragged away from celebrating James Forrest and the things he's done for over a decade in a Celtic shirt, it's we will be taking a bit more of a look at the team. It's gone from sort of like a charity match almost to mm-hmm. you're looking for Celtic to win it. You're looking for Celtic yeah. to win and perhaps get two or three goals maybe. Perhaps I'm asking for too much, get a bit over my head there, but... A Celtic win tonight is what we definitely want. Yeah, there'll be no competition winners playing for Celtic tonight, that's for sure. Uh, Jungle Lion, we would have started her up. Uh, yeah, Charlie, exactly. There's a good example. Um, there'll be no lateness tonight until James decides he doesn't want to sit in the same studio as me and he went outside and he's sitting elsewhere. Don't know why. He'll need to explain that one. Doogie, Douglas McPherson, rather. Great team out for tonight. Let's have a look through the team then. The starting 11 for Celtic is Seagrist. You've got Awata right back. Carter Vickers. And um, right, what's the pronunciation then, James? I've seen you were on YouTube getting the correct pronunciation. Yeah, it was, I googled how to pronounce Mike. Mike Navrocki. Navrocki. Although we had a automated woman's voice saying Navrosky. So... Navroki, Navroski, however you want to pronounce it. I think we'll go Navroki. We'll go Navroki. Yes, it'll yeah. be easier. Um, absolutely. Taylor at left back. You've got a midfield three of Quan making his first start, of course, for Celtic, McGregor and Hatati. And then up top, Jamesy Forrest gets a start. I'm sure he'll get taken off at halftime. Maeda and Kyogo as well. On the bench, Hart, Bain, Starfelt, Scales, Haksabanovic, Abada, Yang, Turnbull, Holm, O, Bernabe, O'Reilly, Kelly, Ralston, Welsh and McPherson. And we do expect, Kevin, for there to be loads of changes at halftime. Is it going to be two different 11s for each half? Yeah, I think so. I think I read somewhere that that's what um, Rodgers is thinking to do. Do the two... The 2-11s for this game. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. But going back to what James was saying as well about this game, I feel a wee bit sorry for James Forrest because it's not like a proper testimonial, almost. Like you're saying you remember the games in the past and they're usually a mid-season game somehow or it's at the end of a season and nobody really cares and it's a celebration of the player and he's maybe got some of his celebrity mates or whatever, players from other teams coming in, doing a cameo. And it's a proper like family fun day out kind of thing. This is now a family fun day out. This is the final pre-season friendly game where mm-hmm. normally you want to put your mark down and you want to say, like, this is the starting eleven for the first game of the season, or you know, there's a couple of jerseys up for grabs. Let's go out and get the win. So I mean, I'm sure James Forrest doesn't mind 
you know, he's not that kind of guy that wants the limelight, but, you know, personally, I feel a little bit sorry for him. But really, really looking forward to the game and seeing seeing Iwata at right back, seeing how he can do, seeing Navrocki. I'll try and get that. Hungarian would go Navrotsky, probably. They say he's like a T sign, so yeah, I don't know, throwing that one in. Um, but also you you sounded like a 1980s villain when you said that, Kevin. <laughs> I can't help myself. Whenever Stick I turn to Hungarian, I turn to like James Bond, Russian mobster kind of thing. That's so yeah. my wife hates it when I do it. <laughs> so um, anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Big Quan play because I missed the game against Williams at the weekend. So I'm looking mm. forward to seeing how he does. I heard pretty good reviews about him. So, you know, hopefully he lives up to it. Yeah, even no, you're right. Kevin was saying there on the sort of feeling of a friendship charity feeling even when the game would have been planned against a team like Athletic Club where we've had the connection with Billy McNeil and the one club man sort of thing James Force being a one club man I'd imagine that would have been in the thinking of it as well but the complexion has changed it has and as Daniel says there's for me I'm more excited to see the, the, the game tonight because it isn't um, an exhibition match. It's not got that charity kind of benefit feel. Interestingly enough, it just came to my mind um, on Friday night talking to Roy Aiken and we were talking about the, his testimonial and how things have changed between what a testimonial meant back in those days compared to what it means now. Um, and the fact that so many more players got it due to the changing face of, of modern football, etc. And um, we we're talking through them and I said, yeah, you came up a few times and played. And he was like, all right, right. And you could kind of see that he wasn't quite sure where I was going with it because he played in the Pat Bonner testimonial, but he played for Ireland. Don't know if you remember this, guys, right? So he played a half for Ireland, having left Celtic. And then uh, I says to him, and Mike Galloway got a benefit game. And Roy Aiken was like, oh, did he? Yeah. I said, ah, you played in that one as well. He can't, he can't even remember playing in it. And he did. He definitely played in it because we were wearing that away strip with the black and the white stripes on top with the kind of hatch design. And Roy Aiken was one of the guests. So no guest appearances uh, tonight. As Daniel said as well, Carter Vickers is back in the side. And, um, you know, he's a player, we were just looking at him before, James. Um, the last game he played was a semi-final and then he's went away for his operation. Um, he seems to have come back pretty quickly. I mean, I don't know if that was just me thinking that it would take a few games into the new season before he returns. It would be great to see how he, he stands up tonight. Well, he's been out since April and... We, we let him off in April to go for the surgery. We didn't want to risk um, sort of making the injury any worse. And uh, I've mentioned loads of times in the podcast how big a fan of Cameron Carter-Vickers I am. I'd say he is the Celtic defence. And if there's any way to help settle a new centre back into the Celtic team, it would be by having the absolute colossus that is Cameron Carter-Vickers by your side. It's, it gives you all the solidity and the stability that you need in a centre-half pairing. And it'll be really interesting. It's great to have him back as well. I think there was a lot of panic from fans when you're looking at lineups for the preseason games. Oh, we've, we've not done enough, that sort of thing. That's just because Cameron Carter Vickers was injured. I'd like a say about pairing of maybe Starfield or Welsh or whatever would perhaps have you a bit worried. But as soon as you throw Cameron Carter Vickers' name in there, the confidence in the team immediately comes back. You don't see any sort of paranoia looking at the starting 11 for tonight and it's Cameron Carter Vickers' effect. Well, listen, uh, yesterday there was a comment. I do go through the YouTube comments uh, the following day 
so that people who have not watched live, obviously, if, if there's any comments, I do see them. And uh, one of the points that was made, Kevin, was the fact that apparently uh, across the board, the contributors on Axom um, are always looking to improve on Starfelt and Joe Hart. They're the two players that um, has been identified are always highlighted um, as there could be kind of weak links in the, in the side. No, I don't think... Well, it could be. I, I mean, I don't think... I subscribe to that. I think what I've been saying is I, I would like to um, strengthen at left back. I don't think we need to strengthen again at centre half because we've now got six centre halves. Um, I do think we need to strengthen in, in goals, but that's due to one of the guys who's starting tonight, Segrist, and also uh, the bench warmer Bain. I don't, I don't feel that we've seen enough from those two players to suggest that if this was a big European game tonight and Segrist has to step in for any reason. I wouldn't be sitting here all that confident. So I think goalkeeper, left back, left wing, and you know if I was an ultimate wish list, I'd take a striker as well. Some people are also saying, Kevin, that uh, you need to add another midfielder, a more athletic, a stronger midfielder into the mix. What's your take on where we are here when it comes to the signings and the the, the depth of the squad? Uh-huh. All right. Um, do you know what? Probably agree with the comment that was made that like. Hart and Starfelt are the two that seem to get it the most, but I don't think it's um, I don't think it's unjust, and I don't think they get criticism as such. It's just when you watch them, um, Carl Starfelt is what he's a player that's got a mistake in him. You just feel he's got that in him. At the same time, he's solid in the air. He's he's a really good defender. It's just unfortunate he's the one out of the two that you feel is most likely to make a mistake. He's also been part of the meanest and best defence in the country for the last two years, so he's not a bad defender. And it, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, really a criticism on him when anyone maybe highlights that. Um, but I don't think we need to strengthen further at centre back now that we've brought in Big Mike. I think everyone can say Mike rather than have an attempt at the surname and get it wrong. Um, so I think I think we're fine at centre back now, and in goals it's definitely it's the weak area. It's not that we've got a weak keeper. It is the fact that your number two and your number three are miles off the number one choice. Um, and for a club like Celtic, there's certain areas of the park. I think when you're looking to strengthen, you should look in, you should be looking to strengthen the number one more than anything else. So let's get rid of the second choice. Have two number one goalkeepers essentially this season, especially when Joe Hart's 36 going into the last year of his contract. As a club that's thinking forward, you've got to have a replacement in mind. So I don't think it's unjust that anyone might say that those are kind of weaker areas. Going through the rest of the team, man, I've been a big, big fan of Greg Taylor for the last few seasons. But lately, and it is only pre-season, I know he has looked suspect going back to being a standard old-fashioned fullback. He was awesome at, as the inverted fullback. He just he's been off it this pre-season. And again, he's another one where you'd go the replacement's not up to Greg Taylor's standards. So if you have a wee bit of doubt there, then maybe you know, upgrade that area. But I don't think it's a huge concern, but it probably is somewhere we do need to... Quan could be the athletic midfielder that we need. Mm. And I'm saying that because I haven't seen him, so I don't actually know. Maybe the guys that saw him against Wolves could tell me differently. But he seems to be quite tall, physically imposing, so maybe he's that athletic guy. If he's not, then yes, you could do a bit more athleticism in there, but then you need to start shipping bodies out because you can't have eight to ten midfielders and only be playing two or three. So in terms of getting balance right, 
I don't again think it's a, an area that we necessarily need to go and strengthen. I am more looking at it's up front, it's the forward areas because we haven't replaced Jota. I don't think we're necessarily a weaker team going into this season, but we're weaker in the left wing without Jota because he was the best attacking player in the league last season and we haven't really replaced him. So I think that's definitely an area. And then if you do that, you've got Kyogo, Maeda, O up front. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We all want to see goals. So maybe you want to see another striker brought in. But we only play one, and Kyogo's the best. And I think mm-hmm. his backups are pretty decent. So actually, I look at the squad now, and I think we've got good depth again. I think we've got decent quality, but there are a few areas where we need to improve in goals. And a left winger, for me, would be the two key areas right now. Yeah. You know you know this, Kevin, maybe it is with hindsight. Maybe it was because we won a treble last year, we won a double the year before that. So you're not going to make too many complaints, but... The positions I've mentioned, certainly, right? So goalkeeper, well, we brought in Segrist last summer. Centre-half, we brought in Kobayashi. Left-back, we brought in Burnaby. Um, talking about a, an imposing, maybe a holding midfielder. Remember, Abilgar, yeah, only on loan. Yeah. But, you know, he could have gone the same way as some of the other loan signings, like Maeda and, and Awata and um, Jota and Carter Vickers before them, and become a permanent player. All four of those signings, as we sit here just now, have not been successes. And they were all Ange signings. And Ange, there was nobody like Ange at the time, James. But now, that, you know, we're a wee bit of hindsight. These are the areas that he has tried to improve on. But the players that have came in, it's not really worked so far, has it? Yeah, well, I think you mentioned the midfield. I think the midfield is completely fine now. You've brought in Quan, you've brought in home. We have two players who could have a lot of potential to do something in the future. We know Quan seems to rate himself very highly when he's speaking about his future aspirations to go play in the Premier League and the Bundesliga. And I've got a bit of expectations about home. I think the fact that Quan has got the got a start in pre-season before home has says a lot about how high Rodgers might regard Quan or how he's done in training. There could be a lot more opportunities for him in the near future. But you mentioned there, there's a couple of signs that haven't really worked out. Um, Kobayashi, is he on the bench, actually? Just a quick glance. I don't seem to see no. him anywhere no, on that no. bench. UK Kobayashi. So with Navrochi coming in, what does Kobayashi was supposed to be the third choice centre back? We when we looked at Kobayashi when he was signed in January, that was he's been signed to take Stephen Welsh's place. And <laughs> he hasn't done that. I fed he's gone right there next to Stephen Welsh as a similar quality player. And now Navrochi's jumped him in the pecking order. So 
it just seems like a signing that's gone wrong. And you'd be hoping for a bit of a fresh slate, but in pre-season he hasn't really impressed either. So the writing could be on the wall for him very soon unless he can do anything in the second half season. But there's players that do need to prove themselves. You you touched on Taylor there. I think he's been a victim of what we were speaking about earlier and the fact that there's a lot more eyes on pre-season. There's a lot more focus on the way the team sets up and the way the team plays than there usually would be because... If Brendan Rodgers doesn't come in, these are just warm-up games and getting up to speed. You'd attribute a Greg Taylor mistake in a pre-season friendly as just him getting up to speed. You expect it in pre-season. So I feel mm-hmm. like he's, he might have become a bit of a victim of that. He was phenomenal last season. It was just, he didn't even start to play worse towards the end of last season. I thought it was just the injuries that started to hit him. That was the only sort of problem or slate you could give Greg Taylor from last season. Now, we were talking, James, just... Um before the the stream there about what would happen tonight in terms of any potential protests. It looks as though the North Curd area is virtually empty tonight. I don't know if they just uh, haven't taken their seats yet or if that's a protest of sorts. We know that, you know, there was the, the, the tweet uh, that came out in relation to Brennan Rodgers when he came in. I'll ask you first, Kevin, It's for me, it's not something we want to see tonight, is it? Um, and I don't mean because it's an exhibition game and it's a tribute to James Forrest. This is, you know, the start of a, a new era under a new manager. And we don't really want protests. I, I, listen, I've, I'm just having a look behind Jerry McCulloch's head there. I don't know what's happening. They're maybe just a wee bit late to their seats. But it does look pretty empty to me. Yeah, you don't want to see this um, at any game. You don't want to see it at a testimonial for a guy that's given you, say, 14, 15 years of continuous top quality service. You know, it's a... Respectfully, James Forrest, if there's any protest at this game because it does, he's done nothing to merit that. Um, and you, you just don't want really to see it at all. You know, it's fair enough. See if um, if we lose five or six games at the start of the season, we can protest then. We can protest if the football's crap and the results are rubbish. That's fine. Um, someone like me can come on a platform like this and can write something on the blog and say, I don't, or I didn't want Brendan Rodgers back. I didn't, but he is back, so he's going to get my backing. I'm not. I don't see the point in a protest of staying away from this game. You know, I want to support my team. You know, if I'm in the country, I'm going to go to the game because I want to support my team. And um, so these protests are pretty pointless, in my opinion, at these times, especially when there's no real basis behind it. So I, I hope that I hope it does fill up soon. Uh, and if it is a protest, let's hope it only lasts maybe the first couple of minutes of the game and then everyone gets in and gives James the support and the recognition that he deserves. It could yeah. very well be a protest as well, because if you think of friendlies in the past, even when you'd have like a Blackburn come up from last season, for example, or a Norwich come up, you would still have the North Curve full with a drum and everybody singing songs. It's not as if we, we take a break when the friendlies are and we come back when the league starts. It's There could be something behind it maybe yeah we will find out I'm pretty sure uh, Pollock boy let's focus on wee Jamesy it's his night absolutely it is his night um, but as we were saying at the top of the show uh, it doesn't feel like a friendly night it, it feels like us getting ready for Saturday's curtain raiser uh, Michael Ross Europe is a focus lied to again there's a few fans in the comment section unhappy with the lack of business um, in the transfer market so far I just again um, and I don't think it's naivety. I, I'm basically saying that I think the fact that we've got a new gaffer in 
you know what I mean, has affected the fluidity of the recruitment. So, you know, between now and the end of the transfer window, I expect the players to come in will all have been far more Brendan Rodgers players. Now, I'm not saying he's identified them, he's scouted them all by himself, but I think the involvement of Rodgers, rather than just rubber stamping the first four that came in, I think the involvement in him in the recruitment process will be far more involved. And, you know, I'm just surmising there, but I do think there will be a few more players in. Um, and hopefully we'll feel better about our European endeavours um, at that point. The other thing I would say, though, is there's a galvanisation process of the new gaffer coming in. You could argue um, the toss around who's a better gaffer between Ange and Brendan, but I do I do think that Brendan Rodgers is coming back as, a, as an improved manager uh, from the one that uh, left Celtic. And, and we've got to consider the fact that there's going to be players in that squad, and I think we've seen some signs of it from um, Hatati and Abada, who are going to be stepping up even further to different levels this season. So as well as bringing in new players, um, there's going to be improvements in certain players as well that's going to obviously improve your chances. And I think potentially the managerial situation has improved as well. But again, that's a massive debate. Kevin McCluskey didn't want Brendan back. Are you just going to uh, fail to come on for the second half as a protest? Who knows? Ben Storer, James Forrest named as captain for tonight. Rightly so. Absolutely. James, it's great for him. Um, What was the last testimonial you were at, Kev? What's the last testimonial you were at Celtic? The last one? Ah... I don't know if I've been to one since. The last one I really remember. I'm going to do a Roy Aitken. I've probably been to three or four since and just can't remember. Um, but uh, Paul McStay's. Paul McStay, Man United. Foggy night. Man United. Um, yeah. And Man United were the grey strip and you couldn't see anything. I know, it was bizarre. There's some great pictures after the game where they've taken like a wee team line-up and the likes of Rudy Vata and that have obviously swapped jerseys. They're wearing the grey Man United strip. Made famous or infamous for that Southampton game at the Dell. Remember, was that a 6-2 game? Um, and they changed the strips at halftime. And the fog is so thick, you cannot see the stands. You can't see any of the fans. It's bizarre. Um, so, yes, I, I think uh, the, the recent ones have been Scott Brown, Jackie McNamara. Is there any other in recent times, James? That's been yeah, the two. Scott Brown is the one that stands out to me. I, I mentioned it on the show on Monday, the, the image of Edward, Larson and Dembele warming up together on the touchline is just one of, one of my favourites. Oh, I think he's getting showered with the, the Larson song as well from the, the Green Brigade at that game. And you can see they did go on to move at the end of the day, Dembele and Edward, but you'd imagine seeing how adored Henrik Larson was by the Celtic fans about, what, 10, 15 years after he's left the club. You'd think that maybe would have had them thinking, what if I, what if I stuck around here? Maybe I could have the appreciation of this. You'd think that would be playing their mind. Yeah, because we spoke again, James, about legendary status. What does it mean? Who's a legend? Who isn't? And then you get the greats and you get the icons and you get all that kind of thing, Kevin. And, and you hope that in the modern game that it does affect. And now, is it all about the money? Am I being really naive here? Um, are there other things that, that can overpower, you know, uh, the dough and the cash and that being the big carrot? I mean, James A. Forrest will have had opportunities during his career to to move on from Celtic, perhaps make more money. But what he has done is, is he's been a one-club man. And and tonight, 15 seasons, this is going to be his 15th season at the club. It's a dying breed and it needs to be celebrated. And I've seen there just as uh, the three trophies are being brought on by Kyogo, 
and McGregor and Greg Taylor, um, the North Curve still seems to be a bit empty at the moment, just as the three trophies come on. But yeah, let's enjoy it because this isn't going to happen that often. I mean, your man, Callum McGregor, might get a testimonial, but it's not going to happen too often in the future, is it? No, it's not. This, uh, this is a really... It's a, the one club man or the man that gets a testimonial is a dying breed. It's a game that's dying out. So uh, you've got to make the most of it. Um, and when you're talking about players and there's the whole legend thing, it's a word that's so overused in football these days. But somebody like James Forrest, I, I wrote this in the blog, so I'll you know, promote that a little bit. So Naxxom.net. James Forrest has got to be one of those guys that comes into that conversation now because you don't last 15 years at a club like Celtic if you're not a good player. You don't get almost 500 games and win 22 trophies and counting if you're not a good player. James A. Forrest is an absolute legend for Celtic. When he retires, there should be a job for him at Celtic. He should be involved in the youth setup somewhere. And you get a young boy coming in, looking up to James Forrest and you know learning the trade from him, learning about the club and you know, James, doing, he's obviously not in the same breath as a John Clark, but doing that John Clark ambassadorial role, telling the stories about all the trophies he's won, scoring in the three winning League Cup finals and being the first since Bobby Lennox to do it. You know, he's got great stories. He's got a great history with the club um, and you've got to celebrate him. I know he's not been everybody's favourite throughout his time at the club. There was a time when I think I probably wanted him to leave when he was going through all his injury worries and he wasn't living up to the potential. He's, he's steady stuck around and he's proven someone like me wrong with that longevity. So I I wish I had something stronger than just water in the glass, but I'll raise it to James A anyway. Well done, fella. Yep. The other thing I look at, Kev, is um, the amount of managers you play under and um, they can't all be wrong. You know, and I always look at that. Successful managers at Celtic, they can't all be wrong. They're good judges of players, just as James Forrest comes onto the park. And by the way, you might be sitting there thinking, if, if you love James Forrest so much, why aren't you at the game? Well, uh, James McKenzie was meant to be covering as, as uh, part of the media team a Bonnie Rig game tonight. Kevin is um, in Hungary, and I was basically going to be appearing with Kevin, so that's why I'm not at the game. That's why we're not there tonight. Uh, I wish it's I was, actually. Not... Here. <laughs> well, yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, um, obviously we want to make sure every game is covered, and we'll make sure that happens all the way through the season. James A. Forrest, again, though, you know, just look at the character of the guy. Um, I remember speaking to, it was Joe Donnelly that wrote his book at Celtic, and he was talking about you know, the humility of the player to the, to the point where even though he had, you know, played so many games under Neil Lennon, and won loads of trophies. When he was writing his book, he was saying to Joe, I'm still not sure if he likes me. You know, as a, as a player, he didn't have that ego um, where he thought he was uh, Billy Big Boss or, you know, a big-time Charlie, as they say, uh, for those watching before the watershed. And even, you know, with the mic in his, in his face at the moment, you, you can just tell he doesn't like that side of the game, James. You know, he's not that modern player that loves all the all the box office uh, elements and all that carry-on. I, I can't imagine him being on social media, for example. Yeah, John Kennedy mentioned it in his press conference yesterday as well that of just how humble James Forrest is. He's not the type to brag. If if I'd done an appearance with Axel on the BBC, I would be telling absolutely everybody. Whereas James <laughs> Forrest is winning treble after treble, 21 major honours, as he mentioned, and he's still remaining as, as humble as ever. So it's the real tale of character, and that's probably just mentioned why so many managers have taken to him as well, just the type of personality he has. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to see the turnout. And uh, as I said before, I'd love to be there as well for James. And my first testimonial game actually was Tommy Burns back in 1987. I've mentioned that numerous times. You never forget it. And I think it's a great introduction for a kid to actually to go to a game. Uh, normally because of the uh, exhibitionist feel of a testimonial game, we're not going to get much of that tonight. But we will go to the action because it's live. And uh, I, I hope for a, a very competitive match. What's it going to tell us about some of the new guys? What's it going to tell us about Carter Vickers at centre-half, Awata at right-back, Segrist coming back into the side? There's plenty of questions to be answered this evening, and I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the comments section. If you want to get involved at half-time and full-time, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. And uh, we will see you at half-time. All that's left for me to say, James McKenzie, Kevin McCluskey, thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.